With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And it's a post-match show after Liverpool women. Go to the M and it's 54,000 officially. <laughs> Give or take at least. Uh, they're all turned up expecting an Arsenal win and... Liverpool sent them home to think again. It's an absolutely brilliant victory for Liverpool. It is 1-0. I've got Andy Bell. I've got Philippa Smallwood. And I'll start with you, Philippa. We were dreadful on the road last year. And I'll be honest, I was a bit of a shit. I was going into this. I thought if they can just get a narrow defeat, play well, I'll be pleased. And I tell you what, they, they did a lot more than that. They went there and won and I thought they were great. Yeah, I, I mean, I was the same as you, but I honestly thought anything from, from this game would have been an absolute bonus. Um you know, I was looking at the first three fixtures and thinking, get anything out of it, any of them three would be doing well. Um, but like you say, our, our away form last season was pretty damn poor. Even games where you would expect us to be able to go go there and get points on the board, we were really struggling. Um, so to go in and put a performance like that in today, especially with the players that we had missing as well, um, I don't think that should go unmentioned, um, was absolutely phenomenal. You know, we started that game without a, a recognised centre forward. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, to to restrict Arsenal to so few opportunities, I think was was pretty special, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there'll be people listening to this, and you, you know, are thinking, oh, one little Arsenal, that's good. And it is, in, at any level of football, it is good, but... You know, they were third in the table last year, finished a lot of points ahead of Liverpool, beat us 2-0 home and away. Um, so, you know, to, to, to go there and, and win, especially like, you know, Philippa that says there a makeshift forward line. It's, it's a new defence pretty much as well. You know, of the, of the back three, which they play with, it's only Gemma Bonner who rejoined in January, who has, has played for Liverpool before. She's got a couple of rookies either side of her. And, you know, we defended superbly we we broke well we we created opportunities when we when we had opportunities to do so and yeah i, I don't think they were lucky at all you know there was a, a few bouncing around when your heart's in your mouth but but generally speaking i think liverpool were excellent and delighted for them that they got the win yeah 100 percent. you mentioned the some of the previous games against arsenal there there's a, a 4-0 at prenton park when we won the championship in the fa cup where basically their reserves and their kids come and absolutely play us off the park. There's last season where we go to Boreham Wood and we just we just throw a reserve team out because we know we're not getting anything from that game. And we had a big one at home on the weekend against one of our relegation uh, rivals. So I was coming into this and I, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest here. I had the game on, but for the first sort of 15, 20 minutes, I was just sort of planning my lessons for tomorrow and I wasn't really <laughs> focusing that much on it. And let me tell you, after 20 minutes, there's uh, 
those lessons aren't well planned because I was fully <laughs> invested in what was going on in that pitch. And, um, you know, you'd have quite long odds on the two strikers playing up front for Liverpool this weekend being Watari Endo and Murray Taylor, but that's what it ended up being. <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, and they both uh, they both did really well. Like Kearns, Kearns and Taylor up front, I, I, I was shocked when I saw the team and I know we've had a, a few problems with injuries, especially up front, but I thought it would maybe be Hoobinger yeah, who would play there because she sort of plays like a midfielder or a forward. But to see Kearns and, and Taylor do it, and both of them scrapped so well, they pressed so well and so intelligently, they kept the shape. Um, Taylor's a really good physical presence, I think. A couple of times she came in last season um, and did really, really well. And Kearns is always going to give you give you a hundred percent. And they both covered themselves in glory, as did absolutely everyone. You know that the the, uh, the two centre halves either side of Bonner, I agree, absolutely superb. I thought especially Clark, to be honest, yeah. at one point. She gets dragged out and she's one-on-one with, I think it's Hertig, who's a good player, by the way, um, and just stands her up and, uh, and wins a throw-in. And it was like that all day. It wasn't panicked. It wasn't um, all hands to the pump. The only real time I had, uh, I had any nerves were, were from the corners, which yeah. of which they had about 26. <laughs> it was, it was, and every single one was the same. It was put on top of Rachel Laws, and whether it was the defenders protecting her or Lawsy getting something to it. Um, we managed to deal with them, and um, when you restrict an Arsenal team with that much quality to two set pieces, then you're already doing something right. And then to come away with the clean sheets, just icing on the cake. Yeah, and I'm with Andy, but instead of uh, instead of lesson plans, it was divide the cup. They quickly got absolutely <laughs> didn't. I, uh, I divide the cup on my telly and uh, the the FA player on, on my laptop. And uh, yeah, the, the the telly might as well have had uh, Peter Rabbit on by the end, to be honest with you, because it was getting uh, absolutely ignored. Uh, that's my little boy's current favourite, by the way, uh, which is right in my head. But um, yeah, because there was just a moment, you know, Andy mentions 20 minutes in and there was just a moment 20 in where we, we create a really good chance and Kerry Holland hits a really nice volley and it's well saved and you just think, I, I just, this isn't just a, because be, before then we defended well and they've been a basket against the wall, but you can't do that all game because a team like Arsenal, you know, eventually they're, they're going to break through, but that was a bit of an inkling for me, Philip, of the, you know, when we were on the ball and when we were able to get it into dangerous spaces that we were going to create problems and, to be fair, second half, the, the, the absolutely came out. It's, you know, the the, the the forward straight away. There's actually a little opportunity even before the goal, even though it comes so early. Um, the Chelsea just gets snuffed out. But the goal is a brilliant one. It's a great move. And I made up for Mary Taylor. I, I noticed in the week I saw a little video that she was moaning about a FIFA ratings that the... <laughs> The, the, the lads and lasses from FIFA need to get down there and, and reassess because the, the way she took the goal and, and the cross from from our, our makeshift forward line as Andy Bellport was it was it was a lovely it was a lovely goal and, and well worthy of winning a match. It was such intelligent play, wasn't it? I think you know there was no um, snatching at it, there was no panicking, you know, and getting a bit of a nosebleed, which I probably would have done in that situation. <laughs> you know, they, they were all really calm and. You know, for Miri to just basically make sure she got it on target and, you know, she knew, for me, she knew where Zinsberger was and that she was going to struggle to get across to that that side of the goal. Um, but, I mean, just the energy and, like I say, the intelligence of, of the midfield and the forwards was just second to none for me. I, I think if you looked at both sides, we looked like the ones that was, you know, really up for it. And, and Arsenal were just... They, they just didn't have any answers. You know, they, they they couldn't create anything. And I think, you know, you could see by the end that they were just getting really, really frustrated. Um, you know, the crowd was getting on at the referee for time-wasting. 
you know, and I thought we played that absolutely perfectly, to be honest. I know we picked up a few yellow cards, but, you know, we just played it enough on the edge for me that, you know, we didn't go too far with it. Um, and, you know, Lawsy, she's the, she's the master, isn't she, of the, uh, of the time-wasting. Um, and I absolutely love that today. I think uh, I think every single one of them contributed to that win. Um, that save from Lawsy actually in the first half, I think that that deserves a, a big mention as well yeah, to to get a fingertips to that one and uh, get that out. Um, but yeah, absolutely made up. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> to Philippa there, you know, mentioned Sandy, so, so maybe expecting a bit more from Arsenal. I did not least because they played two Champions League qualifiers, and so they've had a uh, I'm going to say a tougher preseason, but a, a more vigorous preseason than any other team. And when I, when I saw we were up against Arsenal first, I thought that might go in their favour. I mean, it was quite a while ago now. They, they, it was about three weeks ago, I think. So they wouldn't necessarily be be, be sharp, you know, from it. But I, I thought, you know, the fact that they've had those two games meant they start the season a little bit hotter than, than sort of everyone else. But like. Philippa says there, Andy, they, they, they didn't seem it. You know, you weren't, you weren't seeing that from them. They, they kind of looked a little bit sluggish. They weren't quite sure what to do. And Liverpool were, were sharp as anything. I think a lot of credit actually goes to our preseason, which um, I was surprised how many tough games there were. They were playing a lot of Premier League teams, but they obviously wanted to hit the ground running, and that's exactly what they've done. Yeah, I mean, um, you look at that Arsenal team today, and you know you have to caveat it as well. Um, you know, obviously, Katie McCabe and Alessia Russo missed the game today for whatever reason. Nobody can convince me those two were on the pitch. Um, we <laughs> we uh, we absolutely nullified them right the way through. And you know, you look at that uh, that front line. You've got McCabe, fantastic player. Don't, uh, don't like her on a personal level. It's one of those players that you love if um, if she's on your team. And you hate if you're playing against her. She's just horrible, horrible to play against. And um, but a super player, Caitlin Ford, playing for uh, Australia at the World Cup, and the they got to the semi-finals. Russo scored plenty of goals at the World Cup herself. Got to the final, and then who did they bring off the bench? Black Stenius, who uh, he's another just world class forward. And we're literally playing two midfielders up there, and to go there and uh, and to go there and and compete with that first of all was just so impressive. You know, it, it is a. A very sort of defensive team that we picked, but it it had to be. It would be interesting to see if a, a hog or if we had a couple more players available, would we've would we have gone sort of quite so flat back five? But it's it's absolutely what we had to do today to to get a result, and we aren't the right to play. But I think Philip is right. I think you said it as well, John. Like we're not without a threat. You know, yeah. we we get up the pitch, we have a spell around sort of twenty to thirty minutes. So we're, we're Kearns nearly curls a lovely free kick in from about. 25 yards yeah. we have the the chance where it's cleared off the line from uh, uh i think it's hines actually gets the shot away you're right to mention the the bonner volley too um i'm oh, sorry uh it was holland holland, uh, volley, holland, yeah. holland on the volley as well and that, i mean that would have been would have been out all night if that had gone in <laughs> um, so it, was a, it was a great effort and that came from uh from hubinger um with a lovely sort of cross field ball and i think she just added so much quality today she won't get any credit for the goal because it's a lovely ball from Kearns and Taylor does well to keep it down, but it's her little incisive pass through that gets Kearns into the half space. And I think that's a player there who obviously we knew nothing about, but you look at her goal scoring record for uh, for Austria and for Zurich last season, and it's not the goal scoring record you expect of a midfielder at all. It's She's doing strikers numbers. Whether she's going to do that in the WSL, listen, if she does, then we're in business because we know Holland's added goals to her game in the last year. Hubinger's going to get goals as well between the forwards, Hopefully we're going to get some goals out of them too, um, and you know even just even the substitutions I thought were were perfect. I thought Enderby added so much when she came yeah. on. Like 
the pace, um, the pace element of it, and just the the lack of uh, the lack of fear and the fearlessness of just running down the line and uh, and crashing into people. I really enjoyed when she got the yellow card and she just laughed at the referee. Thought that was brave <laughs> for uh, for eighteen years old in your in your WSL debut. But no, she she added loads. Um, and I wouldn't be averse to seeing her start next week. Obviously, she 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 was carrying a bit of a knock, wasn't she? Which is why she didn't start today. But you know, if Hogg's going to be out for a while, which we think she is. At home next week to Villa, where you'd expect to have a bit more of the ball and take the game to them a little bit more, wouldn't be averse to throwing Ender being a doll. Yeah, no, it's a really good shout. She looked, she looked really, really sharp. But you know, this this positivity, you know, going into that home game that that Andy mentions now, Philippa, which you know, if they have, you know, got got beat, certainly beat sort of heavily. You know, you, you're looking at that uh, as a tough game now. Now Villa lost today, but I, I didn't watch the early, early kickoff. Um, but you know, I know they were in it. They went one nil, and then lose to a to a late goal against a good side. To be fair, so we expect Villa to be competitive. And you know, if we'd have lost today, you'd be worried about that, and then worried about you know going into the Anfield game maybe with no points. But now, well, we got at least three, <laughs> and, yeah. and maybe maybe it'll be six, and it's fantastic. And a lot of credit, I think, goes to the manager because he really makes them believe, Philippa. I think, and there's a lot of. You know similarities when you look around. You know other other sorts of top managers, including sort of Jurgen Klopp, um, around building up expectations and not being afraid of expectations being high. And when we went up to the Super League, you know it would have been the easiest thing in the world for the manager to say, "Oh, listen, we just want to stay up. We'll we'll, we'll take you know eleventh now." But he didn't. He said we want to go up and compete. And you know we came ninth, and you sense that you know Matt was maybe a little bit disappointed with that. You like to have done better. You know this year we did a little. I'm uh, sorry, seventh in the end, didn't we? Uh, but we did this year we did a little um, preview where we were saying you know that'd be fine again for us. But you know I've heard the manager really talking it up, saying he wants to sort of push on and and get us looking up the table and. He's not one who trying to tries to manage expectations to to make himself look better. He's one who who wants to inspire his players to, to believe that they can do it. And you don't go to Arsenal and win without that belief, really. And so I think I know and certainly how they came out in the second half, you know, taking the game to Arsenal. I think a lot of credit goes to the manager for that. Yeah, I think you know you only have to look at what happened last season. You know, we played Arsenal twice, and in both games we were completely outplayed, and we were. We were out of the game by half time in both games. Um, you know, I said in the preview that I would take us going going in at half time, not having conceded, because you know, you, sometimes you just need a platform to be able to give you that confidence that you know you can get something from a game. And I think when you when you fall behind early at these against these top sides, it's really difficult to then be able to claw your way back into it. So, you know, like Andy said, after the first 20 minutes, you was really thinking, hang on a second, you know, we're, we're competing really well here. We're not being overawed by this occasion. You know, a lot of our players won't have played in front of a crowd like that before. Um, you know, a lot of Arsenal players are, are big international players and, you know, they're probably a lot more used to it than what we are. Um, so I think that's that's a massive, massive improvement on what we saw last season. You know, to get those that first win away from home, that can only help us going into into other games which would you know like to say that now we we can definitely win games um you know against lower half of the table teams you know why can't we go to the likes of man united and chelsea and, and man city and really you know spook them as well like we've spooked arsenal today um i'm just i'm just really impressed with that and like you say i think i think matt you just kind of 
instills a belief in players that I'm not sure many other managers do. Um, you know, even the players that didn't start today, Tash Flint and, and Mia Enderby, who was probably looking at that starting eleven and thinking, hang on a second, we're forwards and we're not starting this game. Um, but there's, there is a belief in what they're being asked to do. Um, and if people understand the, you know, the tactical reasons behind why he's doing what he's doing, then they'll get on board with it as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, as you can tell, I'm I'm just absolutely made up. <laughs> <laughs> the OAM was brilliant as well. It's one of those ends, Andy, where you get a pang of jealousy that you're not in it. You know, we've all been there sort of watching at home and you see it. And you're like, oh, I should have gone, should have should have got on the uh, the Expedia bus down there and, <laughs> and, and kind of, you know, made the most of it. But those travelling fans, I know a lot of them, you know, well, a, a number of them will sort of live in the South and are taking the opportunity to, to go on the Reds, but loads more who, who do travel down, who we know sort of in the area. And, you know, every time, you know, it's, it seems to be the Liverpool fans. I could hear sort of singing. I could I could hear the uh, the, the, the Cavista song and, and, and kind of stuff like that. And, and there's a, a brilliant picture that Liverpool have put out up of the team celebrating um, you know, in a huddle in front of them at the end and getting a nice little team shot. You know, the FA player, it went, when it you know, panned over, you could see, you know, the jubilation on the pitch and, and off it. And it's just brilliant for the support because, you know, we're, we're biased, but I think our home and away support is excellent. It's growing all the time, which is brilliant. But the passion, the songs, the, the, the support, and listen, they had a lot of tough days on the road last year. So for them to get that one straight up is, is brilliant. Yeah, the first thing I think about when you're talking about the end was being in that end at Lee Sports Village last season when Manchester United put six past us, and it was one of the, <laughs> one of those real horrible experiences. Like it was one of those where you sort of question what you're in it for, and should it just be doing the homes? And um, you know, we we had plenty of that last season. It, it don't get me wrong, last season on the whole uh, exceeded our expectations. We'd all have taken it before it, but the away form, like it was graft at times going to some of those games. There's no doubt about it. Um, but, you know, I think it's one of those where, you know, 54,000 there today, well, allegedly, we don't know if that's uh, tickets sold or actual people in the ground, but 54,000, let's call it. And you'd have known, and that would have been part of Matt Beard's thinking, I think, that, you know, first 20 minutes, everyone's going to be buzzing for this. It's been played in the in the Emirates Stadium. The fans will be up for it. And first 20 minutes, you know, they're going to make a lot of noise. And I'm sure that quietening the crowd was was played was playing a massive part in uh, in what we did early doors you know we took our time over things we didn't uh we didn't go mad and then when we got a bit of a foothold in the game it started to make them nervous and you know that the longer and longer the game goes on the longer the more and more they have to push forward and they have to go and try and win it and uh more spaces will appear and you know there's uh, been a bit of debate, especially in our in our group chats around the the striker situation. And listen, Katie uh, Katie Stengel had so many strengths, scored so many goals for us, and uh, I can't complain about it. But I do think away from home, the way the two strikers or makeshift strikers played today, and especially Enderby when she came on, just gives us something completely different. You can get up the pitch better, and um, they're quicker, they're more mobile. Um, and I I, th I think actually this season we're going to pick up more points playing that way. Last season, of course, we had to be pragmatic. We had to do things. Uh, uh, you know, maybe not exactly planning exactly the way we wanted to do long term, but we had to make uh, make ends meet and and get our points at home. Whereas this season, I actually think you know, I think we will get two or three away wins this season, and um, especially against those lower teams where they still have to come on to us, but we can hit them in in behind with with the quality of a of a hog or the pace of an Enderby or or the the scrappiness of a a a Kearns or a Taylor if they have to play there again. So yeah, it's it's really really exciting times. 
Yeah, exciting times indeed, Philip, and, and, and loads to look forward to. And you can see that the, the team spirit is, is there. You can see the determination is there. And absolutely can't wait for Brenton Park, you know, next next week now, you know, for the for the Sunday evening game and then, and then into Anfield. If, you, if you've not got your tickets for Anfield yet, yeah, do so, because, you know, this is looking like a team where, you know, similar to the men's team, about to take us on an adventure, hopefully, and a, and a well worthy of everyone's support. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm actually in the lakes next Sunday. Um, I go I go to the lakes on Friday, and I'm actually now debating whether or not to make that journey back to Prenton Park just to, watch, <laughs> to just to watch the Reds. Um, I, I mean, if if that today doesn't get you wanting to go and watch the Reds play at, at Anfield in a couple of weeks, then I'm not sure what will anymore. Um, you know, at that occasion, uh, you know, having home fans. Uh, let's get 50,000 home fans instead of away fans into Anfield and, you know, let's get behind them. Um, you know, let's see if we can get up to that top half of the table um, and get people packing out Prenton Park as well. You know, there's no reason for me why we can't be selling more tickets. Um, you know, these other sides are doing it. And I know, I know in recent times they've been more successful, but we've proved you know, just with the small number of, of fans that are going to these away games now, like getting behind them, you know, how much the, the players are appreciating that. So if we can get a few more people like that at the home games, I'm sure it will only benefit us. Uh, Ian Wright's just tweeted me, which is slightly mad. Uh, but he says, <laughs> uh, he said, your away support was brilliant, well played today. And, and you know, the, the, the support just absolutely was incredible. And, you know, I was I, I replied to him <laughs> right now, just saying I'm delighted for them because there was so little to, to to cheer on the road last year. But it is absolutely huge, and it does whet your appetite. And just a little word for the goalie as well, Andy, because Philippa mentioned it uh, briefly before. But you know, I wonder if she was mad busy today, but when we needed to be, you know, she was. There's there's a, there's a brilliant save from the header in in the first half. There's a couple of two or three times in the game where she's really really brave. Uh, both going down to the feet of forwards and also those aerial balls that you were talking about where they were trying to target her and, and she was having none of it. I thought she'd got a finger injury in the first half as well, although whether that's a, a bit of what Philippa was talking about before where she gives you a little wink down the camera and you know she's all right. But every aspect of Lawsy today, I loved her. Yeah, she does that every game. She goes down with an injury every game and you panic and you think we're going to be without Lawsy for four months here and then it turns out to just be uh, yeah, a bit of bit of time wasting her uh, taking a bit of time out of the game but that's that's something she does so well I remember a tweet um, vividly from the win against Chelsea in the opening day of last season where uh, somebody said Rachel Laws just had the ball in her hands for 33 seconds and nobody's questioned it and there is a way and a means of going about time wasting you know it's um if you do, if you're obvious about it, then you will get booked and you will be under under scrutiny for a red card as well. Whereas as laws, I think maybe she does in the end get booked today, possibly, but normally she's really streetwise about it. And like, there's one point the ball goes out uh, or goes wide and she sprints to go and get it, knowing that she's going to be able to take her time going back rather than the ball uh, the ball boys or ball girls just uh, throwing it back to her. And just those little things um, is is leadership because that is a young team. It's a young back line apart from Bonner as well. You know Clark and. Uh, and Fisk are are still uh, are still very young. It's, it, there, there are young forwards in the team, and we needed that experience. And you saw her barking instructions at one point, Taylor Hines to check her right shoulder, um, you know, and and just organising and doing that so well. And you know, it's, it's an interesting 
tactic from Arsenal to target Rachel Laws from those corners? Because from what I've seen of Lawsy over the years, if there's one strength she has, yeah. it's coming and claiming those crosses. I'm it's not something them. I would have gone for, yeah. But no, yeah, it, 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 it was a bit strange. Um, and, you know, they got they got players around her from those corners, but she, she never even looked particularly flustered. Um, yeah, she makes uh, she makes some great saves. The, the one from the header is world class. It is just world class. She's going the wrong way, um, and she get to yeah. get the fingertip to it. It's it's superb. But it's it's the ones that she makes looks easy. It's the it's yeah. the it's the catches of the the uh, dangerous crosses that just takes all the pressure off and lets us get out that are are so important in those away games. Just just so so impressive. And by the way, just quickly on next week, you know, Brighton men play Liverpool at two o'clock. Then it's Arsenal men against Man City at half four. And then it's Liverpool against Aston Villa women at uh, quarter to seven. You know that, that to me that just sounds like a day in the Clipper. Um, <laughs> I, I think you know we're going to have to introduce some sort of a five or six pint minimum to that game and get the place pumping um, and get everyone excited and 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 make Prenton Park the fortress that it was last season for us. Because if we can do that and we can get a couple of wins away from home, you know the world is our oyster. We can get top half quite easily. Yeah, do your lesser plans on Saturday, Andy. That's <laughs> yeah. that's that's all I'm saying. And I just want to give Gemma Barnard a shout as well, Philippa, because Andy mentioned it there. You know, I talked before about the fact that she had two, you know, inexperienced plays either side of her, you know, from a Liverpool point of view, but but also like as Andy quite rightly points out, out young players anyway. Uh, I don't know what she's got to do to get the armband, to be honest with you. Um, but, you know, that's up to Matt, and I'm sure he knows what he's doing on that. Um, but, I mean, she's my captain. She's the captain of my heart, um, Gemma Bonner. <laughs> she's, I, I, I love her. She was my favourite player the first time round, and, and she's probably my favourite player this one. She's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I think she probably um, didn't get noticed as much today because we were all that intent on watching how the new players got on. Um, you know, and we were we were massively impressed with them, but it was down to the leadership from Gemma as well. You know, making sure that we're in the right places, you know, making the challenges at the right time, not diving in when they didn't need to, uh, but then throwing the the bodies in the way in in the box as well of shots. You know, that happened a few times where, you know, if that gets through to Lars, you know, you you're calling on us to make another miraculous save again. So. Um, I just thought the whole of a back line, to be honest, I thought that was probably Taylor Hines' best best game in the WSL that I've seen from her as well. I thought she was absolutely outstanding. Koi Visto, solid as ever, um, but also supporting down that right-hand side. Um, and then we've not even mentioned her, but Fuka Nagano as well, just so intelligent on the ball and mm. you know, just stepping in at the right times and nicking the ball away from Arsenal players. I think... And that was pretty massive, especially in that like last 10 minutes. I say last 10 minutes, I mean the injury time. Um, you know, we didn't give them a sniff for me in that injury time. And I think, you know, that was just such good game management. And increasingly, the commentator was getting really irritated, which was marvellous because <laughs> he was doing my editing. <laughs> ah, they always do. Uh, they always do. But it's a fantastic win. We're all smiling. Uh, do you get yourself down to... Um... To Brenton Park uh, next Sunday night, like Andy Bell says, it is a five or six pint minimum or the equivalent units in whatever you want. Emma Sanders, if you're listening, boom is fine. Uh, <laughs> make sure, uh, make sure your vocal cords are warmed up and you're ready to go next Sunday. Uh, and that is the big one. It's the Merseyside Derby and Anfield the week after. So get your tickets, get involved. Did a team well, well supported. The team we've supported, uh, should I say, they're a team absolutely on the roll. And let's see what they can do. This year, uh, massive smiles, massive win on the road, up the reds. Sports Social Podcast Network.